On the resurrection morning when all the dead in Christ shall rise, I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Raised in power, ready to live in paradise. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. I'll have a new home. Glory, glory. With the redeemed, no God first stand. No more pain, there'll be no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness of my Savior, ready to live in glory land. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Youthful and happy I shall be I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Glorified with Him forever Death will be lost in victory I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life I'll have a new home Glory, glory With the redeemed Never stand no more pain, there'll be no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness of my Savior, ready to live. I'll be glad. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, eternal life. One hallelujah morning when the last trump of God shall sound. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, eternal grace, all bursting saints are shouting heavenly beauty all around. I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, oh yes, I'll have a new home, glory, glory, with a reading of God to stand. No more pain, there'll be no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness of my Savior, ready to live. I'll be glad. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be. Welcome to the Passion for Christ show. So glad to have you, friend. This is your host, Bruce Kessler. Hey folks, I'm privileged to be part of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ, because you see in him I found forgiveness, I found love, I found happiness, I found joy, I found peace. I am blessed beyond measure more than I ever deserve. And folks, my goal here is very simple, and that is to encourage you, friend, along the way to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Upcoming in our study segment, we're going to be concluding our series of studies on the importance of Jesus' teachings of today. But first, several things along the way. Headline news. Well, get this, get this. A high school football player has been praised for his compassion after stopping to pray with an opponent after their game. Texas players Cage Smith and Ty Jordan were pictured kneeling down together in prayer following the game with Sherman and Mesquite High Schools. Smith reportedly asked Jordan if 
He could pray with him after learning that his mother had stage four lung and bone cancer. An incredible image of their of them kneeling down in the football field seeking the Lord together was snapped by the wife of Smith's head coach before being passed on to Jordan's Aunt Taka. She then posted that photo to Facebook where it went viral and received over 140,000 shares, folks. Isn't that incredible? High school football player prays with opponent whose mom has cancer and photo goes viral. Folks, the coach prays Smith's actions, calling him a true leader who is full of compassion. Does the heart good, folks, to see our young folks taking the time to be concerned and loving and praying with others? Amen, folks. Amen. Well, now get this. An elderly man preaching the gospel was seriously injured on a New York subway when a woman attacked him with her, you got it, heel. He didn't say anything to hurt anyone. He wasn't even loud. You could barely hear him talk. But this is what he got in return. Police say the 79-year-old man was riding on the southbound two train near Times Square when the attack happened. The man stood in the middle of the aisle with the Bible and shared his faith. But a woman, who's yet to be identified, walked up to him, started to screaming, and the confrontation increased quickly, and she took off her heel and started to wail on the man. The attack left the gash on his head. It took 30 stitches to close. The attack was caught on video and showed the elderly man completing the shock. A passenger asked him to sit and helped him with his wounds. Shouting could be heard. According to the Instagram, the attack occurred by a transgender woman. Incredible, folks. Incredible. Incredible indeed. A 79-year-old man beat up on the New York subway for just reading and preaching the gospel. Folks, the devil is running out there loose. And he'll attack you no matter what you're doing for the cause of Jesus Christ. So be on the lookout, folks. Be on the lookout. Amen. Let's pray for that older gentleman. Now get this. You won't believe this. A Chinese church was fine an equivalent of $1,400 for just having a copy of the Bible in a different language. That's right, folks. Congregation Fingying Road, Three Self Great Church in the Northeast Province, is a member of the officially recognized Three Self Network of Protestant churches that face severe restrictions. In April, Chinese Communist Party officials found copies of South Korean Bibles in the church's possessions and illegal action and sparked the fine. The church was also prohibited from selling Bibles. The fine wasn't part of the Communist Party's effort to eradicate pornography and illegal publications. Well, 
How about that, folks? How about that? The government even forced the churches to hang banners promoting the campaign against illegal books. One member said, this isn't just slanderous, but it's a trap laid by the devil to make people mistakenly believe that there is a severe problem with the church. So the church, Chinese church, fined $1,400 for owning the wrong version of the Bible, folks. Folks, we got it so easy here in America compared to our brothers and sisters in foreign countries where life is so difficult as a child of God and just having and owning a Bible. Let's pray for the church there in China, folks. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. And that's our headline news for this broadcast. And now, this day in church history. On this day in 1518, in response to Martin Luther's recent challenge to indulgences, Pope Leo X defends indulgences as a treasury of merits. In 1572, on this day, 15 days before his death, John Knox preaches his last sermon in Edinburgh. On this day in 1786, ordination of Jedediah Morse as a Congregationalist minister. He would become a lifelong opponent of Unitarianism, founding and editing a journal to defend orthodoxy. And when Harvard elects a Unitarian to its Hollis Chair of Divinity, will help bring about the creation of Andover Theological Seminary to counter Harvard's liberal theology. And then finally on this day in church history, find this interesting, in 1844, death in Hannibal, Missouri, of evangelist Barton W. Stone, founding leader of the Stone-Campbell movement, later known as Churches of Christ and Disciples of Christ. And that's this day in church history. And now we have named that Bible character segment. Here is your clue. Leah had given birth to four sons and I was envious of her. What is my name? Here is your clue one more time. Leah had given birth to four sons, and I was envious of her. What is my name? We will reveal the answer to this tantalizing clue following our study segment. So stay tuned for that final reveal in Name That Bible Character.
Well, folks, we come to a conclusion to our study in the importance of Jesus' teachings today. And folks, we you remember we started in talking about in John chapter 8 that Jesus said that you will, by my words, by my teachings, you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. They were meaningful, powerful words. He later would say that they are spirit and they are life. And we realize in John chapter 12 that we could not reject his teachings because it would be his words that will judge us eventually. And then we talked a little bit about that there are some things that Jesus said that were to specific people and not to people and then in general, not a doctrinal teaching. And uh, you remember in Matthew 8, after healing a man of leprosy, he said, go and show thyself to the priest. You remember that fact that Jesus and this man that he healed were still under the Mosaical law. And, but we are not, and so we have to be very careful in determining those type things. And then we talked about the fact in our last study that Jesus taught in symbols, figures of speech, parables we gave illustrations of that that when jesus used those types of teachings and structures and forms that he was teaching a spiritual lesson and those principles of those lessons must be applied we just can't just systematically determine what we want when we want it what we like and what we don't like and then finally today we're going to be talking about the fact that Jesus' sayings and his teachings, many of them must be observed and are meant to be applied literally. They are meant to be obeyed and not to be uh, put aside simply by saying, I, I don't see it that way or, or that i just rather not do it or it doesn't apply to me. For instance, if you remember there in Luke chapter 6, Jesus began his great uh, preaching and teaching. One of the things that he covered was how we treat each other, our relationship with each other. And so in Luke chapter 6 and verse 25, he says, But I say to you who hear these words of mine, Love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you to the one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic as well. And then if you remember there in verse 31... He concludes by saying that just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. Now, either this is a teaching that we must follow or it's not. And I think we all would agree that these are direct statements by Jesus. Uh, principles and direct commands that we must follow. Uh, love your enemies. We're either to do that or we have choices that say, well, we can decide. 
when to apply this and when not to. But I think we can see that these are direct commands that must be applied to our daily living. Words of Jesus that have meaning and power. How we treat each other. The golden rule. And there are some direct commands by Jesus that deal with our relationship with God. How it is between us and our Savior. If you remember there in Matthew chapter 10. In Matthew chapter 10. In uh, verse 32. Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him will I also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him will I also deny before my Father who is in heaven. So there are specific statements that Jesus makes, direct commands that deal with our connection with our Father. In heaven. That must be obeyed. You either will confess. Or you won't. And if you won't. Well you will not. He will not. He will deny you before. His father in heaven. It's just. The way the scriptures read. You can't be confused. By that. It's a direct statement. That must be applied. Luke chapter 13 verse 3 Except you repent You shall all likewise perish Either that is a direct command Or it's not and Jesus says you must repent You must do that If you remember there in John chapter 3 John chapter 3 You remember He says in verse most assuredly I say to you unless one is born of water and of the spirit he cannot enter the kingdom of God that which is born in the flesh is flesh and that which is born in the spirit is spirit do not marvel that I said to you you must be born again that, that is a direct command you must friend be born again Repentance, confession, baptism, which is what John 3 that I just read is about. All these require implementation of commands, direct commands by Jesus. And that has to do with our guilt and innocence before God, our justification, our righteousness, our salvation. If you remember back in Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews uh, puts the words of Christ in their rightful place. God who at sundry times in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us by who? His son through whom he is appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, 
having become so much better than the angels, he has my inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they, folks. Jesus and his words are indeed powerful and meaningful. And we can't pick and choose which one we can, which ones we like and don't like. You remember the powerful words that he says, Thou shalt love the Lord with all the heart and soul and mind and strength. And second greatest command is to love thy neighbor as thyself. Either that is a command or it's not. And I think you would all agree with me. These are direct commands that must be observed and are meant to be applied literally and to be obeyed immediately. And then finally, our last verse is in Matthew chapter 28. As Jesus was about to ascend into heaven, he had these powerful words that we must all observe. And Jesus came and spoke to them in verse 18. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Teaching them to observe what, friends? What? All things that I have commanded you, friend. As you can see then that in our conclusion, the sayings and teachings and doctrines of Jesus Christ are meant for us. And uh, they are the words from Jesus. Powerful. Meaningful. Worthy of our honor. And we should give him honor and glory through our obedience and our love for him. We either will do that or we'll choose not to. And if we choose not to, his words will judge us accordingly. And I like to add just one little point here in these series that we've been embarking, I found an outline from my father, and this study has been a direct result of my dad's um, study in this area of importance of Jesus' teachings today, and I'd like to honor him by saying thank you, thank you, dad, for um, jotting these outline, this outline down and giving me the opportunity to teach it. And that's our study for this broadcast. And now we have the final conclusion to name that Bible character. Here was your clue. Leah had given birth to four sons, and I was envious of her. What is my name? Rachel. That's the answer. Rachel. In Genesis 30, verse 1, 
And when Rachel saw that she bare Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister and said to Jacob, Give me children or else I'll die. So Leah had given birth to four sons, and I was envious of her. What is my name? Rachel. And name that Bible character. Well, folks, you too can become a follower of Jesus Christ and find peace, forgiveness, and joy, and happiness, and be blessed beyond measure. All you need to do is accept him as your Lord and Savior and turn to him in repentance and baptism, confessing his name. My goal here has been very simple. That is to encourage you, friend, along the way to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. If you ever come through Norman, Oklahoma, stop by and visit with us at the South Canadian Valley Church of Christ. But if you can't come by, well, stop by our website, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com. Well, friend, I just want to say this. Thank you for listening to this broadcast. May God bless you. This I know, this I know, there's a time to reap and a time to sow. Good deeds planted every day will grow and grow. Oh, Baba told me so. Oh, Baba told me so. Yes, I know. There's a time to plant and a time to cry. A time to live and a time to die. I know. Baba told me so. Baba told me so. Oh, the good Lord watches over everyone. Morning, noon, and night. He made the moon and he sent his son so our future would be bright. There's a time to reap and a time to sow, a time to pray when the evening lights are low. Baba told me so, Baba told me so. This I know, this I know. There's a time to work and a time to play, to scatter flowers on the way wherever you go. Baba told me so. Yes, I know There's a time to win and a time to lose A time when everybody gets the blues I know Baba told me so Baba told me so Oh, the good Lord watches over everyone Morning, noon, and night He made the moon and he sent his son So our future would be bright There's a time to reap and a time to sow A time to pray when the evening lights are low Baba told me so Baba told me so This I know This I know There's a time to reap and a time to sow A time to pray when the evening lights are low Baba told me so Baba told me so oh.